Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff that you're insatiable for. The stuff you find truly bingeable. Hello. How is everybody doing today? I'm solo today. It's just you and me and the space between us and a bunch of my thoughts and a little bit of ADD and everything else around the corner. So this is episode number 40. It's been a little while that I've given you guys just a you and me episode, so I figured this is it. So this is me checking in. You're safe. I'm safe. This is a space for us. You may hear the fireplace in the background. That's because I'm cold. My partner, Mr. A, doesn't like to use electricity between the hours of 4 and 9 p.m. Since San Diego is in this whole like peak hour charge thing for electricity. So thanks, San Diego. Y'all see that San Diego is now the most expensive place to live in California. Have you guys seen that? The pandemic and taxes have sent like Silicon Valley packing, and I think they're all going to Texas. I don't know. Don't they know that electricity doesn't know like work in the winter there? Speaking of... Some of you guys were mad at me last week for talking about Lisa Barlow contributing to Ted Cruz. Um, I don't know why that's a big deal, but okay, this is why I'm, let's get back to the pop culture of it all. Have you guys seen that meme that's been going around of Ted Cruz next to Jamie Lynn Spears? And it's like Ted Cruz looks like, or Jamie Lynn Spears looks like Ted Cruz with a wig on. And now I can't unsee that. It's just something. Look for it. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, it's just you and me today. So let's be prepared for some sideline talking like I just did. A lot of rambling, you know, because that's what happens. Um, I don't know. You guys, I get so much anxiety when it comes to this podcast because I'm just like a one-man band here, you know? Like, I do this. It's an extracurricular. It's just me doing this producer, booker, talent. I mean, I'm a triple threat. Excuse me. But, um... I just randomly, like, I ask people to, like, come on, can you come on the show, blah, 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 and, like, really good people who I'm, like, friends with, who I've actively, like, have relationship work with, and then when it comes down time to, like, scheduling them to actually come in, I get this, like, really weird block, and I don't know, I think there's less, like, that everybody has those kind of things, like, it's, like, a weird, like, little, I don't know, pushing into it. Okay, again, I'm rambling. Anyways, I don't know. It's just, like, one of those things that, like, on one-on-one, I get, like, really nervous with people. But then, like, when I'm on stage, I'm completely good. I can, like, talk on stage in a suit. Give me a mic. I can go. I can do the MC thing. I can be up there in my underwear, for Christ's sakes. Or less. I don't know. I don't wear less than underwear. But I do wear, like, underwear with butt. My butt cut out sometimes. But that's jock straps. But whatever. Okay. This is just me and you. I'm not doing any edits today. So... Uh, today I'm going to get into some inventing Anna. It's like, I'm completely obsessed with it right now over on Netflix. We're going to get into that obsessed. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give away too much of the conclusion of it all that's out there. Inventing Anna, you know, it's what it's based on. So we're going to get into that later, but let's just kind of get into like, um, what's been up. Okay. So, uh, in nightlife right now, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the month. Um, I'm actually going to be back at PEX San Diego for their beer bus March 5th. That's my like monthly social outing. It really just gets me out there so I can go and say hi to people. And I really appreciate that gig because it like, you know, it's nice to see people like the same people every month and, you know, get to hello, how you doing, kiki, blah, 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 you know, and see how everybody's been going in lives. But anyways, 
I was supposed to be in Palm Springs next week for a nightclub event. Uh, I'm going to be vague here because the nightclub isn't at fault. The promoter is. Um, I was asked by a new, I say that new in quotes, you know, promoter to do their event. January 19th, that's when they asked me uh, to do their event that was coming up. And it's coming up next week. It's during the whole IBC I don't know, was that a conference, whatever, convergence, whatever they call that, uh, in Palm Springs. It's a bare weekend that they're basically doing. Um, happens uh, every year. And this year I was asked to come on out. And so um, let me gather my thoughts here for one second. Okay, so um, I was asked for this promoter to do their event. January 19th, they asked me. January 20th. I'm giving you these dates just because, like, this tells you, like, okay, we've had, like, a month here that this can, like, marinate. So, anyways, so January 20th, I confirmed for the fee. I confirmed the time, location. uh, And now it's, like, after that date, I start seeing, you know, random ads pop up for this party. And I'm, like, oh, what's going on here? So, okay, great. And the thing is, is, like, usually, like, when I work for things like Matt over at Barracuda, there's usually a protocol like how like the social media blast and everything comes out. There's usually like a main flyer and then flyers start coming out with the different people who are going to be there, your DJs, your talent, your drag queens, whoever's supposed to be featured just because you want to book people and you want to have them posted on theirs and people know who's going to be at the, at the event. Um, so, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any of these social media ads that's coming over to me. Last week rolls around. We're two weeks out from this event coming up. I reach out, okay? I reach out to these promoters myself because I'm actively making plans to stay overnight in Palm Springs. I live in San Diego. It's This is very out there, you know? Uh, I'm making plans to stay overnight, making sure that my work coverage is in place because I have a day job. Some may call it a career. Okay, I have told Palm Springs friends that I'm coming out. I haven't been in the desert since 2019, okay? So there's a little bit of anticipation, okay? Um, I don't know. I'm not heated. I think I'm actually just kind of cold. That's why I'm talking fast. So heated in the sense of, like, being angry. But anyways, not pressed. But um, let's just – we're going with it anyways. So I reach out, okay? And this is this happened, like, Thursday of last week. Now, mind you, the event is coming up. And I'm going to be vague about the date, but it's coming up next week, okay? Because I don't want to promote this party at all. Uh, is there anything I should be doing to promote? Is there a cover friends have been asking because I haven't been to Palm Springs? Uh, and then I get a message back from them. Hi, babe. It's actually looking like we want you at our Cathedral City Pride event instead, which is March 25th, if you're interested. That's what they tell me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, let me finish through text. So I say, sorry, can't commit to that this far out. I already made arrangements for your date. And then I have, he tells me, I apologize. I haven't reached out, been super busy and all over the place. So I said, I'll cancel my trip now as there's still time. Thanks. And then says, of course. And like I said, if you're interested in March, we can chat as we the date gets closer. I say, I'm good. Thank you. Good luck. And then I unfollowed them. Like, that's bullshit. Okay. They have the audacity to put me on hold and then not reach out to say, we fucked up. We overbooked. So sorry. Like, I saw the new ads coming out. I saw the other boys that you were putting on this, the other dudes who were going to be part of this event. So I see what you're doing here. You ended up committing to me, and then you went out, and then you committed to other people, and their cachet was a little bit stronger than mine. Whatever, it happens. But you, be an adult, 
treat nightlife like a business. They should have been proactive in contacting me and explaining the situation the moment that they switched gears. Then I would be more apt to, okay, I'll do your event in March. But bitch, you didn't give me any communication this time. That's going to burn me in the future. No, no, that this it doesn't work this way. I've been in this industry for too long. I've been around the block a lot. I am one of the older ones up on that box. And the thing is, and I demand a certain amount of like respect. You know what I mean? You're asking me to show up at your party, pump your people up, take my clothes off, put myself out there, put it on my my timeline and everything else. Give me some respect here because you booked me for a certain reason because you wanted my audience. And then all of a sudden there was somebody else who came along that had a better audience. That's fine. But you should have been proactive in reaching out to me. So anyways, I'm not going to put them on blast here because they don't need my promotional clicks. And I don't want to be associated with them as even an adversary. Okay, so like that's not going to happen here. So anyways, but go-go boys, hit me up in my DMs and I'll give you the name. Okay. Anyways, they're so dumb. Waste of time. We're moving on. Okay. Since last we, I mean me and you, your ears, have rendezvoused, or as my sister-in-law said at dinner last week, rendezvous. <laughs> She's referring to this French bakery in North Miami Beach. I died. I love you, Jan. She might be listening to this. Okay. Anyways, focus. Okay. So since our last show, I went to Florida and we went down to Fort Lauderdale to celebrate my part parts parents' 70th wedding anniversary. Mr. A, his parents, 70 years married. Can you imagine? Some of y'all can't stay with your annual flings longer than Memorial Day every year because you need you need that hot girl summer dick. No judgments, but judgment. Question mark. Okay. Um, but seriously. 70 years. Isn't that freaking amazing? So quite a blessing. Love them to death. Like sweetest, most spry elderly people. Um, anyways, so uh, let's talk about the flight a little bit. On the way there, we're supposed to have this like quick, you know, it wasn't a quick flight. Okay, so like flying to the East Coast is hell, however you shape it up. It's like a full fucking day. It's at least like an eight to nine hour day. Pack a bag, shave before you go, take a take a clean pair of underwear because you do not know how your day is going to wind up. That made me sound really dramatic, but no, I didn't have to change my underwear. Anyways, um, so we had this long flight, so we, we had to be there at the airport at like 6 a.m. I didn't get to bed until late just because I just couldn't sleep the night before. So there's me completely hungry at the airport 5 o'clock in the morning, so I'm housing a chicken Caesar wrap from like a Hudson News at 5.45 a.m., that's my vibe. I'm not proud of it. I'm not ashamed. I just am. <laughs> Anyways, you can never fly direct anymore. So we get the flight where we did not have to get off the plane. So where you get take the flight, you land in the, we had to land in Baltimore. Usually they say, okay, we're going to go. There's some, some people, this plane is going to be going on to Fort Lauderdale. So if you are staying on the flight, just make sure that you guys just sit down for a moment. Let everybody do plane. We'll count you off. And then you guys can go ahead and use the restroom and everything. Well, that little notice never came over the loudspeaker. We're like, what the fuck is going on? So Mr. A is calling the airline and we're trying to find out because now we're like stuck at the gate. 
we find out, oh, well, you guys are changing planes now. There was a change. <laughs> so when we were in the air at some point, they decided to change this up for us. So we had to run over to another gate, get onto another plane. It wasn't too bad. Um, but, you know, it was just extra stuff. So we were flying Southwest. I mean, I know it's Southwest, but Business Select, excuse me, Southwest visa card what so we have perks okay so anyways we had to deplane we had to run to another plane when we got there we got our new tickets we made it all good okay but you guys I'm flying to florida and i always forget this every single time there's two things Number one, you're going to be waiting for wheelchairs whenever you're going down to Florida, because especially if you're coming from somewhere that's cold, there's always somebody traveling down. And the other thing that you see on these flights down to Florida a lot are very MAGA, qanon type of people that are going down. So, okay, so we're on the plane, and this is like our plane to Florida now. <laughs> And, you know, the flight ladies, you know, they go through their whole song and dance about wearing a mask and using your seatbelt properly. And, you know, the whole, this is going to fall from the ceiling and you're going to do the blah, blah. So <laughs> this man wearing the red hat turns around <laughs> and he goes, so many rules. This plane isn't going to China, is it? trying to be funny and the lady next to him his daughter question mark i don't know uh, she turns to him both hand on his shoulders and she shakes him like get a hold of yourself the way that like a man and a would do to like a woman in a black and white movie just like shakes him and i have to say i appreciated her for doing that because she knew shut up <laughs> okay so there was also this like huge family of group traveling for some mitzvah i mean it's a uh, they were go they were all like we're going to the mitzvah blah 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 anyways um this sounds very problematic i don't know anyways we're not editing anything today this is just going to kind of we're going to stream of conscious anyways so you know you have all these like family members you know you can kind of see like the mom dad the grandparents you know the uncles the aunts the kids it's very home alone but jewish and <laughs> this kid looks at it, and he's like I don't want to sit next to her, to his sister. And she's she looks at him and she goes, I don't want to sit next to him. And their mom, like, looks. And, you know, like, moms, when they give you that, like, stare to, like, shut up, not like the no, 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 no fucking around kind of stare, you know, that could be scary. But have you ever seen a mom do that with a mask on? Like, you know, <laughs> so just the eyes pierce through these kids. Laser, laser eyes, like Superman. She just lasered them through. But anyways, they both just shut up and they sat down. And two minutes later, you just hear the girl go, I just farted. And then that was it. I had to put my headphones in. I was done. I was done with these people. I was done with Southwest Airlines. We were that it. So anyway, thank you, Southwest Airlines, for all the content that you give me. So, okay, that was just a dumb little story. But anyways, uh, so Florida, it's like our food tour whenever we go. Usually, like, the night, like, that we land that we're usually, like, running to a Cuban restaurant. Like, it's, like, the thing. The tostones with garlic at Las Vegas. It doesn't matter what location bomb that is like bomb.com they're way better than little havana's it's just like that's my thing but even though little havana's like it's cute we go there uh for our anniversary dinner for the well the 70th anniversary dinner that we did for his parents um 
old school vibes, Italian restaurant. It was called Anthony's Runway 84. I don't want to look too much into the history of it because I know it's probably going to make me upset. But anyways, there was like 500 celebrity photos on the wall. The owner came over like old school, wished them a happy Annie. It was so fun. Like the fat kid in me finds food fun. So this place was fun. I have to say my only like complaint about the place because even like the appetizers were great, bomb ass bread that they bring you to the table and everything was some people around me. So I ended up getting the steak. It was fucking humongous, the New York strip steak, because I have a thing for meat and cheeses. <laughs> Fine meats and cheeses. That's me. That's my vibe. Uh, totally my kink. But <laughs> so some of the people like around got like veal parmigiana. They got the, you know, the chicken parmigiana, that kind of thing. Those dishes didn't come with a pasta side dish. It was just like, here's your chicken with the cheese and the sauce. And it was like, you want that little bit of starch, but uh, all good. I don't know. I think I had like two or three martinis. I'm not re- really sure. I don't remember completely fully. It wasn't sloppy or anything. Um, the blue cheese martini, blue cheese olives in the martini. Mm. That's 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 the shit. And the thing is, and I don't get the martinis really dirty either. You have to do it like slightly dirty, like just like squeeze some olive juice in, throw the olive in, and now don't make it too bitter. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so um. That was like our time there. It was a totally perfect fun. It was full. It was warm. Loved it. Um, Our food tour did include Panera, though, because old people like soup. So we went and got soup. (laughs) Anyways, I managed to binge a bunch on my days off, uh, and I did the nine-hour cross-country flight. So, guys, there's a movie on Netflix called Tall Girl 2. Is tall a disability? Is that like something? Okay. I don't know. Emotionally, maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to get there. Don't cancel me. Okay. We're done. Okay. Uh, I didn't read the synopsis. I'm not even interested. Tall girls need love too, I guess. Okay. Whatever. Uh, let's get into euphoria. It's giving so much good TV. Like I told you guys last week, each week I watch with the Xanax close by as I watch what is unfolding. And so it's weird because you root for everyone like almost equally in the show. Like everybody is kind of, it's such a great ensemble. And the thing is everybody's so fucked up and everybody has so many different issues that you're just kind of like, can you please just get your shit together? That's what I kind of feel like about every single character, but I love it. I know. I, it just kind of shows, I think that the fact that we like all love euphoria shows really how broken we all are inside. I don't know. I don't make up the rules, but it's just what it is. Okay. I just say the whole Lexi writing a play about everyone that's going to be explored in the next episode really has a lot to live up to because they really are just like teasing and teasing and teasing it. And they really haven't given us that much for Lexi. Her storyline's not really doing it for me. Like, okay, you like the drug dealer guy, but I mean, like, where is that going to go for you? Okay, Lexi. So you're going to get more content. That'll be something good. Write a story about this. Okay. Rue's storyline is just really dark. It's just starting to feel like we need one of those time jumps that they did like in just like that where, you know, we bump ahead six months, nine months because right now she is in the depths of the dark. Um, So it's all good. But in the storyline right now too is like, what the fuck is going to happen with the drug dealer lady? What is happening there? That lady reminds me so much of my uncle's ex-wife. No judgments. We're not going to go to there. That's even darker. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> if someone put a gun to your head, you don't want that dick anymore, right? So, like, Maddie, let's open your eyes now and let's be that bitch. Let Nate go. Um, so, also, 
another character too that they're starting to like kind of show a little bit of light on now is like Nate's mom. Like what's going on there? What's the darkness that we have? Because like we're giving us a lot of those intense looking at you from a doorway moments for her. And that has to mean something, right? Okay. So Euphoria, it's a, it's a yes from me, dog. <laughs> There's a reference for you from the early 2000s. Okay, Randy Jackson. Okay, Celebrity Big Brother, it's happening. I'm into it. I'm into it this season. Uh, I, last season, I wasn't so much. Um, the very first season with Ross Matthews and Brandy Glanville, that one was so good. But um, it seems like RuPaul's Drag Race judges all seem to dominate the show. Like Michelle, she did when she was in Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Ross being in the final two and the first American season, and now Carson and Todrick are kind of killing it. I just think it's funny that people are finding Todrick like so unlikable when he's playing a game. Like nobody really likes Todrick Hall. We just all kind of forced you because he's forced himself upon us. He's you know YouTube, but okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> This, I have sound so mean. I'm so sorry. It's just like somebody decided Todrick Hall was going to be a star, and that was Todrick. He decided he was going to be a star, and he forced it on all of us. And we're going to accept it. And I'm completely here for it, because what the fuck am I doing here on this little podcast, you know? Like, notice me, please. Notice me. Take my hand. Okay, wait, stop. Okay, anyways, back into this whole thing. It's funny that people, it's just, it's, it's just... It's funny that people are finding him so unlikable because it's just it's Todrick. Um, I am liking Cynthia from Real Housewives of ATL. Like she's terrible kind of at everything in the house, but she is good at like the manipulation. Being a housewife for like eleven years, you know, it kind of showed her how to be on TV and to turn on certain parts of herself. So it's it's kind of fascinating to watch really is something different. But it's a game. Todrick is making the moves that are needed. Caught. Carson is stronger than I anticipated, you know, like physically stronger, like riding horses must really do it for you. And his gameplay is pretty good. But the thing is, is him knocking, he trusted Todrick too much. And I think it's because they have a history together. So he kind of figured, okay, Todrick is telling me about Shayna and her double face, you know, her two timing double face kind of ways. And he just took that and he took his eyes off the ball and that was getting Misha out. And he should have let Misha and her eyes, she looks always like she's kind of sleepy, right? Like he should have like let her go, but he ended up moving Todd Bridges off of the veto, put up Shayna, Shayna went home and he lost an ally. Now, right now, everybody was like in like these top twos, you know, Todd and Lamar, uh, Carson and Cynthia, and then you have Misha and Todrick. So it's an interesting game. If you guys aren't watching Celebrity Big Brother, it is a good time to just kind of like jump in. It is a big time commitment because I think there's like three episodes a week. But you can honestly skip an episode here or there because they will give you a full recap every week of what's going on or every single episode so at the top of the show. So it's easy to jump in. Some of the episodes I haven't even watched all the way through because I know I'm going to just catch up the next week. Um one of the things that I kind of feel that was weird and kind of, I don't know how to feel about it, was Lamar Odom confessing his love for Khloe Kardashian on camera. That was either like super sweet or super manipulative. 
I can't even say the word, manipulative. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, here I am talking. Um, it just, something about it just kind of felt like, oh, well, he's saying like all the good things. Like, that's a great woman there. I'm really upset about it, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you're like, you're doing it on CBS. You're giving them the, the audio clip. You're giving them what they really, really wanted from you. So I don't know. It's just, just my, in my history from, where I come from, people that generally have like substance abuse issues and that sort of a thing, they become very good at emotional entanglements with people and and manipulating a situation and that kind of a thing. So, okay, anyways, this is going really like on a crazy place that I don't even know what's even sure that was going to be going into. But anyways, um, let's move on before this gets too dark. Let's jump over to Drag Race. So I have gotten back in. I have skipped... The most recent Canada, I've skipped UK, the most recent, but I am watching UK versus the world, and I'm also watching season 14. Season 14, I don't think it's important enough to discuss completely right now, except for the straight guy, was so boring. He was like unseasoned chicken. He like needed spice. It was like, turn it on. And like, there was little things that he would do, it would be like, oh, that's silly. But not enough. And so my final four predictions right now, just to go with it, is Angeria, Willow Pill, Bosco, and either Carrie or Georges rounding out the top four. We'll see where that goes. I'm excited to see what Cornbread, what happens with her when she returns next year after this whole ankle situation. Uh, I don't know if she's really returning. That's a rumor. I haven't heard anything in the back on the back end, but that's just what I'm thinking. Anyways, UK versus the world has these girls playing a little bit more cunning and a little bit more like that survivor way that I've been wanting to see out of the all-stars because they always play so nice that whoever has the worst critiques this week will be the person who goes home. And like sometimes it's like, bitch, keep your friend here and keep somebody that's going to have you in their back pocket. And I think that's a place where, the, where you need to go now with the show. And I think Jimbo had like the right idea. And I kind of feel like Pangina does as well. And she's playing in a, in a really, really great way. Um, so it's just one of those kind of things. Spoiler for this week's West End episode. But Pangino knocking, Pangina knocking Jimbo who was like the front runner off will stunt the show. In my opinion, I think that it's just kind of a lot of people were watching. He's so different. He's was giving something that we don't see all the time. And there was some polish to it. And so, and then you have somebody like bag of chips on there who just, okay, much better. Get over it. Okay. <laughs> they bought the t-shirt. It's over girl. Let it go. Um, Oh my God. Let's just sideline real quickly. Jimbo, Jimbo, the drag queen. You guys, if you guys are not following Jimbo on Instagram, you don't need to follow him if you don't want to, but go over and look at his Instagram. He is on the Barracuda cruise right now. So like Barracuda cruise, it's, it's in the Barracuda parties. Um, they do a cruise. <laughs> what was that description? It was very obvious. Captain obvious, if you might, but anyways, um, He's on there, and he's wearing his big titties that he usually does, but he's wearing this latex. I don't know where it starts and stops on his body, but it's full body like latex. It's amazing. Check it out. And it's just, he looks like one of the cock destroyers. I mean, it's the best way to put it. It's wild. So look for Jimbo's Instagram. Go look on DJ Mateo Sagade. Look at Matt's. I mean, just look around. It's so good. Okay. So 
about a half hour into this, before I end this week, let's talk about my binge recommendation. I told you guys about it a little bit ago. It's Inventing Anna. It's over on Netflix. I love this damn show. I just finished Girls. We talked about that. Lena Dunham. I was watching that. I just have had that in the background and everything else. It was my second binge of the series. It really is a gem. And as problematic as Lena Dunham is, it's a perfect show for its time. Completely loved it. Anyways, back to Inventing Anna. Um, They remind you artistically at the top of every single episode that this story is completely true, except for all the parts that are totally made up. So what they did was, is I don't know if you guys remember, and so especially my New York friends are probably going to remember this a little bit better because the New York magazine really did feature this and it was all over like the the newsstands and everything. Uh, a few years ago, 2017, 2019, something like that. Um, but they, uh, she became like a New York celebrity. It became like this fodder because this woman who nobody knew where she was really from, was she German, was she Russian? She had this funny accent, which they go over a lot in the show, but you couldn't really place it to where it was. You, I do not like you because you have a fat face and I think your shoes are ugly. But, like, it's, like, where is that accent coming from exactly? Like, it's Europea. You know what I mean? Is that what Kathy Griffin used to say, Europea? Um, but that's basically what this accent is. It's so great. But they, uh, the story is basically this woman who, she got herself into the high society, money people, like Andre Balazas, like, the big architects and the big negotiators and money people and she got in there and manipulated the situation in such a way that nobody really asked what were her credentials what was her background and she ended up skimming money from her friends and to facilitate her lifestyle living out of hotels charging everything i mean she really had one of the best like scams and everything else going oh my god sideline story I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but this is just something I just remembered a bunch of years ago. So Janice Dickinson, okay, so she was staying at the Trump Tower. This is before Trump was even, like, a thought of being a president. You know, this is, like, early 2000, 2004, 2005, something like that. And um, a friend of mine was was a personal shopper at Henry Bendel across the street from the Trump Tower in New York City. And he was working one day and just kind of, like, all of a sudden Janice Dickinson walks in and just breezes through and starts purchasing things and just kind of goes on this whole tear of like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And as he's like bagging things and putting things and like, she was like, I'm going to wear this out, send the rest to this and charge it to this room. And she takes this like $90 journal off of like the, the table, puts her room number, her name and says, here, just call them, charge it here, send this all up. And she walks out so baller okay so the thing is is so supermodel jenny stickens in this this is my friend of mine and it's something i brought up right now but this is really how this girl in eventing anna was living okay so anna delvey who anna sorokin which one is her name the fake german heiress um her name is sorenkin is really what her real name is but she goes by delvey is what her stage name is essentially her her con name um but that's what she was doing was just kind of like charge it to the room, charge it to the room, charge it to the room. So the hotel is taking care of your bills outside and then they're just charging you internally 
and then you're supposed to take care of your bill at the end of the day. Watch the show. It's so freaking good. Uh, the biggest change from the real story, I think, has to do with the main character, who's played by Anna Chumsley, um, you know, from Veep, you know, My Girl. I think it's so crazy that we still refer to her as My Girl, and that was like 30 years ago. But still, um, it was monumental for a lot of us. The first time that I ever cried in a movie, I think, was a My Girl, seeing Macaulay Culkin die. Spoiler, but that movie is 30 years old. You guys get with it. Okay, anyways. Um, Anna Chumsley, her character is called Vivian Kent, and that's based on the real journalist, her name, whose name is Jessica Pressler, who worked for New York Magazine. And in the, mo- in the new TV show, this new Shonda Rhimes show on Netflix, um, it takes place in Manhattan Magazine. So you can kind of see what they did there was they kind of just shifted things around. Um, Shonda Rhimes, she really does what she does best, and she makes some of the most dynamic femme female characters that are so well-rounded and it's just like it's a an actor's dream i would i would imagine so um but i just remember those whole fake german era stories when it went around and so uh i'm gonna pull up a real quick article here so cosmo cosmo cosmopolitan.com remember cosmo <laughs> so um they have an actual article right now by emily gola from the inventing anna cast compared to the real life counterparts and so they basically go into saying that netflix you know it tells the real story of anna the, the tells the true story of anna delvey whose real name is anna sorkin the fake billionaire russian german heiress who tricked new york city's wealthiest socialites into believing a lie defrauding more than two hundred thousand dollars along the way and it's safe to say were great gripped by the series so this is what they kind of say and really honestly the first episode is a little bit slow and you're kind of like what are we getting ourselves into especially with the accent is so crazy um but when you actually see like real footage of anna delphi like the real girl it's so dead on the accent is like where do you place it from it's so weird so um, the whole movie is like it's in movie. The whole series is inspired by the New York by the New York article, how Anna Delvey tricked New York's party people, uh, by journal journalist Jessica Pressler. Um, it follows Vivian, who is supposed to be Jessica, basically, uh, and who convinces her to go to trial and all these sorts of things. So, I loved it. I don't want to get too too deep because I would like you guys to watch this because it is so damn good. But Julia Garner, you know, you guys may know her from Ozark, plays Ruth. You know, fuck shit. You know that girl. Um, she stars as Anna Delvey, and it's just her transformation is pretty stellar, and it just kind of shows like this whole age of the millennial criminal mastermind that this girl was. Or was she not? And what's funny about the series, too, is that you start off, like, kind of, like, hating her. And then your perception and your view of her starts to change and starts to twist as you're watching this. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, and it really is that good, guys. So I would say that Inventing Anna is so a show right now. Jump on it. Um, Lorraine Cox is in it. It's got a pretty stellar cast there. Uh, with Julia Garner, Anna Chumsley, uh, Laverne Cox, Alessis Floyd. I mean, there's just, it's it's great. I would say uh, give yourself some time for it. If you want to, go ahead and look up where she is now. You Even like the Instagram accounts, because, you know, when she goes to trial, I remember that there was like this whole thing where she was kind of like being a little fashion plate when she was going to trial. 
and so you'll find the Instagram account like Anna Delvey's like out, you know, courtroom, out, courtroom looks or whatever and that kind of thing. And so, and all this stuff is still accessible. You can kind of find it all. You can contract trace it all. You can find all of the cast members, who was real, who was fake, like the Neff character. She's real. She was really her ride or die. But the difference is, is that she didn't really have a boyfriend that she went to home to at night. So that Netflix took their artistic liberties. Um, like with the whole trainer life coach thing, you know, who was that woman and that kind of thing. And so um, I'm talking around myself right now because I've been talking for a little while here all alone because I feel like a crazy person. But um, yeah, watch Inventing Anna completely. It is such a good show. I think another binge right now would be Ali Wong. She is back with another a really great Netflix comedy special. I don't know if you guys love comedy stand-up specials, but her new one, Don Wong, is really, really great. Loving that. Um, so that's another one that I would say that you can go over there and watch. I did start the new series, uh, I'm sorry, the new season of Cheer. Remember the documentary over on Netflix where, you know, Ladarius and everybody? But season two, I'm only on episode three, and it's just kind of it's not hooking me the way the first season did, but it is pretty interesting to kind of see um, what has happened now with the kids because remember Cheer came out in the middle of the pandemic and then they shot the second season still while the pandemic is going on, but everybody's life had changed so drastically because everybody became famous kind of like overnight in this cast. And then what you're also seeing too in the whole Cheer documentary is like what happens when the documentary decided to highlight a handful of the squad and then a bunch of the other squad is kind of like left in the background. You know what I mean? Like you're the filler players and we're the rest. Remember the whole Vanderpump rules, how like Stassi and Jax were like in the middle of the photo and there was like 50 people inside the photo for the Vanderpump rules cast photo. It's kind of like that with cheer that there's certain kids who are like in the front and then everybody else is kind of in the back. And that's what's happening here with Cheer. And then the other thing with this new season of Cheer 2 that they're doing is they brought in the um, second place team that they lo that lost to them, who was also a first place, you know, who was like their adversary and who they made the bad guys. And then that team, as you're watching, and already I kind of like him more than Martha, than I, I like their coach more than I like the Martha character. So that's something to say. Okay, um, on to the other things that we're watching right now. I would say over in Disney Plus, the Boba Fett. <sighs> okay, you guys, you know, like the secret geeked out nerd that I can sometimes be when it comes to these sci-fi fantasy kind of things. And I had so much hope for Boba Fett. Like, I really, 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 really wanted to like it. And I have not finished the series out. And I know everybody's like, oh, it gets really great because Mando comes in. And it's like, it's taking me so much to get through it, though, because it's just like it goes nowhere for so much of the story. And they try to be so introspective and soft with things. And you can tell, like, when Bryce Dallas Howard, like, her episode moved so much better. And then there's, like, the next episode comes through and you're like, oh, this is so boring so i think it kind of has to do with like the direction it's no mandalorian mandalorian got it right the first season and the second season they kind of like lost their aim and we're going to hope that they pick that back up and you can tell that this series the boba fett is being made by people who love star wars but at the same time you can tell that like disney wants to sell shit so they're going to show you he's carrying around like three different weapons you know those weapons are going to be for sale 
very soon at a store near you. You know, it's that kind of a thing. So it's just, it's a little bit like, get over yourselves. HBO Max, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Jessica Chastain, fucking amazing. Andrew Garfield, so good. I did not see this movie until more recently. It's now available on Netflix. Or, I'm sorry. I keep saying Netflix because it's just what happens. But this is actually available over on, over on HBO+. Plus. Um, this movie, Jessica Chastain really does deserve an Oscar. Like, completely for the transformation that she does into Tammy Faye. And one of the things, too, is just like, okay, so when you watch... The documentary that you can find on like Wow Presents Plus, and I think it might be on Amazon Prime as well. The one that's narrated by Ru, um, narrated by RuPaul. I'm talking about like RuPaul, like we know her. Um, but the Eyes of Tammy Faye, the the documentary that's on there, I actually watched that after I watched the movie because I hadn't seen it in so many years. And one of the things about the documentary that like you feel for Tammy Faye, um, and you really do like her. But Jessica Chastain brought out a whole nother thing where it was like another layer of like, this woman was so likable and something about her was so pure and it just didn't feel so put upon. And there's probably people out there who completely hate her and think that she was the biggest manipulator and thief and everything else. But there's just something about the humanity humanity that Jessica Chastain brought to this role. I can't talk. Oh my God. Jessica Shushing. Jessica Shushing. What is that? Okay, anyways. Um, but yeah, Eyes of Tammy Faye, completely watch it. So, so good. And I keep on saying that about things. Maybe that's going to be the new name of my podcast. So, so good. <laughs> Moving on to our character crush of the week. You guys, this week, let's give it to something that is hot, and that would be the Peacemaker. The new DC comic supervillain, superhero, played by John Cena, loves wearing tidy whities and most recently has now come out as part of the LGBT community. He's bisexual, our first bisexual DC comic book hero that's came out, I think, on this end. I don't know. Don't at me. Um, but anyways, yes, so hot. We love the tidy whities Welcome to the family, Johnny, even though it's just your character. Okay, Peacemaker. Love it character crush of the week okay well that's it for today's episode of bald and bingeable with d'angelo thank you guys all so much for joining today i really appreciate it. i know it's a little bit of a shorter episode it's just been me solo and i don't want to overstay my welcome but i do appreciate you guys coming please make sure that you guys like and subscribe wherever you guys are listening to get five stars over on apple Podcasts. i love ya thanks so much Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.